And there you are. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Guess what? I'm back again. This is going to be a pretty special episode this week. Why? Because I have my first guest. You know who it is? Well, sure you do, because you saw the comments out there. You know, I've done, uh, let's see, five shows, but I guess this marks really like 10 shows. It's kind of weird how the number is, so I'm not going to really confuse you on that. I'm just going to say that this is episode six. Uh, we got some great things today for the next half hour, so I appreciate you guys taking a few moments and joining me on this. We're going to talk about what Live Life is all about, what the Live Life podcast is all about. We're going to introduce my guest and talk to him a little bit. I'm going to stump him on a few things, and uh, we're going to find out a little bit more about him. But I got some good things to tell you about. Uh, KVJ Radio has uh, left the building, and Raven Radio has came in. I'm going to show you that and talk to you about that. Hey, and welcome. My name is Mark Warner. I'm the host of Live Life Podcast right here in Michigan, by the way. I used to be in Frisco, Texas, so it was almost trumped you up there for a second. Uh, welcome to the show. This is episode number six, and it's going to be a great show today. We've got some good things coming up, and I thought I would share just a few things with you. Uh, so hopefully you can uh, follow along. So I kind of alluded to it earlier about uh, KBJ Radio has been a conduit for me and, and my staff and my friends and colleagues for years. And I decided to make the change uh, late last year in December 2020 and uh, really didn't have it all together per se. I just uh, had an idea that I wanted to do something different. Uh, the platform for KBGI. Um, wasn't there anymore. My partner was no longer in the business and the fundamentals of what we created that platform for and where it was going. It just didn't make sense. So I decided to do something a little different. I'm going to bring on, if you have not been there yet, uh, and I did not actually plan for this. This was just something that I just uh, kind of thought of. But uh, KBJ Radio went away and I'm going to bring into uh, Raven Radio. So there's my new logo for Raven Radio. You can see R-A-V-N. And um, it is all about independent artists that you are raving about. I thought it was time to do a different format. So it's going to be broadcasting 24-7, all genres of all music. I know, I know, I know. It's a tall order. But it can be done. Regular radio stations, normal radio stations have been doing it for decades and they'll do different formats during the day. I'm not sure I'm going to do it that way per se. I might do it where Monday's jazz days be, or maybe it's Monday's pop day to get people pepped up. And then by Wednesday, it's elevator day or something. I don't know what it's going to be like, but you're just going to have to follow along. You can go over to ravnradio.com. It'll be launched sometime in February. But uh, stay tuned for more information on that. I'm very excited for it. Logo's really, really cool. Where we're going to go, what we're going to do is going to be freaking awesome. Totally different format, all music, all genres, 24-7. All right, that's it for that. So next thing, have you been to my website yet? Of course you haven't. You know why? Because I'm watching you. I know exactly where you've been. I know exactly what you've been doing. I see everything you're doing. You know why? Because you're my friend. And because you're my friend and because I watch everything, I know you haven't been there yet, but you should go out to livelifepodcast.com. You can go right there. There's my website. You can go there and enjoy it. Um, you can see who our past guests are for 2020. You can see some of the new guests for 2021. You can, uh, I'll give you a little snippet who my guest is going to be here today. Um, whoa, right there. Oh, if you don't know who he is, well, you're just going to have to wait just a little bit longer. 
because uh, he's going to be a good guest. We've got some good things coming up for that. But, uh, but you know, the most important thing you could do is go right over here to submit for a guest. If you want to be a guest on the show, get the next four or five loaded up. I'm actually all full in February, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, March is coming up. So if you want to be a guest, you'll do that. But you can also subscribe to my newsletter as well because uh, I will periodically send out some news, what's going on, what's happening, some links, and uh, we'll share every single one of my guests and all their info. Just because that's what I do. All right, guys. Well, let's just say this. I, I, I thought I was going to start with something a little different today, and I started off with Raven Radio. But I, I, want, I do want to have a quick comment that I would like for you to uh, acknowledge to yourself for a second. My two favorite words are common sense. I've been watching a lot of my colleagues out there doing things in business. I've been watching them getting into politics. I've been watching them uh, rant and raving in social media and stuff. What I would like for you to think about is think before you leap. A lot of businesses are suffering out there right now, and it's not because of the pandemic. It's not because they have uh, don't have the funds or they're closed or they're they're they can't they're a restaurant it's it's all a combination of different things when it comes to that for the pandemic but there's another side of this that is because if you're a business owner i'm going to say it very harshly keep your mouth shut you can have a voice but when you bring your business into politics you better be prepared to be slammed in the opposite direction and that's what's happened. I've seen one of my very, I won't say uh, astounding colleagues, just somebody I know in the, in the industry. And she was at the Capitol and she ended up going there and she took a lot of pictures in social media and stuff like that. But because she stepped inside, it was, it was illegal. She and her business is over. It's, she is going to suffer for a, a good long time because of that. Now, some people have marked her as a terrorist and some people have marked her. She's a martyr, whatever the case is at the end of the day. Use common sense. It's your business. It's your livelihood. Keep your mouth shut. Have some common sense because if you're in business, you're in business to help customers, not destroy customers. And you're going to destroy customers if you can't help them, if that's what you're good at. So that was my comment. My two cents for today is just to tell you that if you're a business owner, just keep your mouth shut because it's good business sense. Go out and have a voice. Just do it personally. Don't bring it into the business side of it. Um, as you can see what happened recently with Mr. Pillow and, uh, he made one comment because he subsided to the side of Mr. President Donald Trump, um, which he was our president and is no longer our president. So I, uh, respect the presidential office, regardless of who that person is and regardless of my beliefs of whether it's Democrats or Republicans. Um, but I am a true patriot. And so I don't bring politics and business together. So there you go. That is my thought for the week. All right. So without further ado, let's get into the next thing because the next thing is actually pretty awesome. I have a really astounding, great guest today. Um, Urshel Lee Metcalf is a good colleague and friend of mine. I've known him for several years. He came on KBGI platform. Uh, I, I want to say five, six years ago or so um, under a different brand and became a co-host on the show. Uh, wasn't the original, I believe on the show, but he, but he was somewhere into that, the, that concept of I'm going to come in and kind of help it out and get there and get going. And ended up taking the lead on it. And then when that show was over with, he asked to come back and do his own show. And he's been doing his own show for several years now called Urshel speaks on the KVJ media platform. Well, what do I know about him? 
Well, I know he's an entrepreneur. Uh, I know he's a mentor and a coach. Uh, I know he's a philanthropist. Uh, I know he's a former Marine and, uh, and he's a talk show host. And, but you know, I think most importantly, he's a fellow friend because I think he, he's one of those guys that when you, when you meet him, you're his best friend. And I don't think that you could become an evil enemy or a negative friend as long as that you don't break a trust, as long as you respect, as long as you respect human life, as long as you respect business life. If you just have common sense, um, he will probably stay in your life for a very long time. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on Urshel Lee Metcalf. Dude, what is going on? Hey, man, what's happening? What's happening? So you're the first guest. How's it feel? Man, you know what? Not only does it feel great, and uh, Matt, first of all, let me say, everything that I'm seeing, everything you've done, all the changes, wow, absolutely, absolutely awesome. It all looks stunning, and not only am I excited to be the first guest, but I'm excited to be the first guest, and it's this week. This is my birthday week. This is you know, a great day for me to be doing this. And maybe we'll talk about why later, but uh, man, I'm excited to to be joining you on this new platform and this new thing that you're doing. Love everything from the logo to the video and the graphics Man, doing a great job. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It was, uh, you know, to be really honest with you, you know, one time when you, when you take a break for life and you try to just focus on you, things start coming together. You don't have to be very you know, creative uh, and organized and, and, and have all your concept or ducks in a row. If you just sit down and focus on a vision, everything yeah. can come together. And what I have found out in order uh, to really give kudos to all the work that's been done for this, it wasn't all me. I might have put the script together in the format and the timeline, but I had somebody else I hired to do the work. I gave them the ideas where it was. And I, to some degree, Urshel, I just said, run with it. You know, that's I it. had no idea on music. I had no idea on images and graphics. I really didn't. I just had this idea. The only thing that I had an idea was is that logo that you see up there in the top left, uh, top right corner. Yeah, I love it. That that meant that means two things to me. That means you know trees trees grow from a root to the top of their leaves, and humans are the same way, right? We grow from a baby and we grow to get older, but our, the leaves are the directions that we have in life, and we can choose which leaf to be on, and we can choose which leaf to which direction we go on, whether it's up, north, south, east, west, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. But we're the person holding all the cards. And I tell people this all the time. You're the only one in control of your life, Herschel. That's only right. You can change it. You, are, you can mentor yourself and guide yourself and coach yourself. People can help you along the way. Right. You're the only one that has control to make those changes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So if somebody was going to come to Herschel and ask Herschel, what are you about? What would you tell them? Man, if you know, for me, it's it's really simple um, from the very beginning. And, and some of you have heard the whole story and I won't give you uh, the whole thing. But my purpose in life, business, personal, spiritual, whatever, um, is to come alongside people and to be the right man at the right time. Right things to change their world, to change the business world, whatever world that I'm functioning in, in that moment is to have the things to say, to provide the motivation, the stimulation to help people optimize whatever aspect of their life that I've been invited into. And it's as simple as that. That's as clear as my life mission can ever be. And I love that idea. Let me ask you a question. When I, when I 
pronounce something and I say live life, don't let life live you. What does that mean to you? Well, you know, again, I, I think it's uh, the, the analogy that immediately comes to mind um, is when I was uh, in the Marine Corps, leaving Okinawa on the way to uh, Desert Storm. Um, and I was on this, what I thought was a huge, huge, huge ship. Um, and at one point, you know, I got up during the middle of the night because I had a duty and I'm standing out, uh, you know, on the deck of this massive vessel that I'm on and we're in the middle of the ocean, can't see land anywhere around us. Right. And, and all of a sudden I was in awe of how powerful the ocean is and this massive body of water. And, but then I came to the realization that, you know, we're steering our course through this massive, massive, you know, body of water um, on our way to where we're going. And so, you know, when I think about that, I think about the reality of, of our life being like the ocean and, and then we're, your know, life being like the ocean and our individual lives, it's like that ship, even though it can seem overwhelming and there's so many things, the wind, you know, the, the waves, all types of stuff that's happening around you, you still have to steer your ship to get to the destination that you're supposed to go to. And that's, that's really the best analogy when I, when you, every time you've shared that with me, that's the thing that I kind of think about is no matter what's going on around us and how big the ocean might seem, we still get to steer our own ship. See, I love that. That goes back to what I just got through saying, right? You have, you're the only one in control. So that means you're at the helm. That means you have your hands on the wheel. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting about when I, when I hear that from you is I, I get a lot of people always talking about, I steered in the wrong direction or I've, I've taken a, a wrong turn, wrong right turn or the wrong left turn. Albuquerque. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, I don't really think that you ever really make big mistakes. Now, if you broke the law, you made a mistake, but right. there are, there are consequences in life on directions that we take. And I think you can get back on the path you want to be on. If you work towards that path, it's not like I got to go get back on the left side or the right side. I'm still going forward. Right. Right. I just, I just went a different direction on left, but I'm still going forward left. Right. So I don't have to get back to the center. I have to find my center and my right. center can still be on the left because, you know, people change jobs, people change careers. They change their marriages. They change how they get up during the day. They change how they love people and, 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 and hate people. Every, everything changes as you grow older and you either get wiser or, or depending on where you're at in your life, you, you get less depressed. You get more emotionally um, into yourself. You build your character and you find your center. And yeah. To me, I believe that when I think about living life, you got one. Yeah. You don't have nine lives. You have one, right? And why not live it the best thing, best way you can? Now, I know, or so you've not had a totally great life. I mean, you, you, you went to school, you got out of school, you went into the Marines, and you had, a, you had a great time starting out. It probably got a little bit difficult, but that's the way anything in life. doesn't matter if you're starting a job or going into the, into the service there's a point in time where that just empowers you and overpowers you. Yeah. But when you got out of service, you went through that. Did you find, did you find it difficult to enjoy life a little bit for a while? Did it take you a month or a couple of months? It take you a couple of years to, to finally find your center where you're content. Well, for me, it wasn't, it really wasn't that way at all. Um, but it's because of the journey and the path that I took um, when I left, 
being active duty in the military, um, one, I didn't leave the military community and I transitioned into something that was already a major part of my life. And, um, and, and in addition to that, I was, you know, what I did in the Marine Corps, what I did after the Marine Corps, what I do now uh, really was all an expression of who I am. And the only thing that changed is where I got up and went to work the next day. So I didn't experience that per se, but one thing I did experience. So, you know, that I went into the, to the business of religion, I often right. say, and I was working vocationally as a pastor doing missionary work in Brazil and Mexico and, you know, helping, you know, stand up at church in Italy. And I was doing lots of music and I was able to travel and do all of these things. But one of the things that, to your point that I did find, and it wasn't so much uh, my happiness or feeling uh, lost, but there was something missing because on a day-to-day -day basis, um, I got up and instead of putting on a uniform, driving to the base and going and, you know, being part of the world's finest fighting force, I got up and I drove to the church and I went to the church and I sat in my office and I made plans and I, you know, I did all of these things and planned trips and it was doing all of this stuff. And then a part of me did start struggling a little bit because I couldn't figure out what was missing. And, and I found out it wasn't so much missing the Marine Corps, but it was missing getting up every day and being engaged in the sea of humanity that I was used to being a part of every day, constantly, you know, not just waiting two times a week for people to show up to the building that I worked at, but actually going and impacting people's lives and leading them on a day-to-day -day basis and having those missions and, and the things that we did. And so that, that was an adjustment. Once I recognized that, I was able to make some changes even about how I structured my day and my life and what I was doing then. So I kept that human contact on a constant basis because that's what drives and motivates me. Man, I love to hear that. You know, I, I can go back to 2017 and a lot of things were happening in my life. I was doing so much philanthropy. I was pretty much just all over the place, right? Being the social good, just doing social justice and just yeah. trying to be that mentor and guide to anybody and everybody that I could follow. Right. I right. want to tell you, I'm going to tell you something I learned and I learned something very critical. Now I, I went on my mission for a nonprofit organization. Um, and I call it a mission because it was on a military base. Right. And it was a three day pseudo military pseudo meaning it was make like, but it, acted like right, right. degree no real, no real people shooting at you no no not, not on that one later on now we did do some airsoft rifles and i got shot nice. a couple times. yeah that, that hurts by the way <laughs> uh, not like a real shot but i don't even know how that feels but no i i you know i get on this mission and i really uh you know excuse the french but i thought this is gonna be a cool badass time for me to go and spend a couple of days camaraderie be with some guys and just you know grunt ooh, ooh, get out there and enjoy some good times. Right. And I took a friend of mine with me and I got there and it was like, uh, I'd never been on military base before. So hmm. it empowered me. And I remembered my dad didn't share the bad things with me. I, I, I thought, you know, he's only shared the good stuff with me. I wonder really what happens here. And it hit me. But what really I took away from the mission was something that happened on day one. And it's what, it's what I needed. It, it, it's a change that I needed in my life. It's a direction that I needed to be changed. And it was something that I needed to put in place, but I didn't know what that was. And so this is real simple. We're in these rigs. We're driving down the road 
and we're going about 30, 40 miles an hour and we pull over to the road and I'm, a, I'm one of the battle buddies in the co-chair and my driver says to me, get on the radio and do a radio check. I was like, okay. So I get on there and I, I, you know, I didn't know what to do. I, I had no direction. Right. And I just, I said, radio check. And he goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> you need to go say, this is Victor one radio check. So I did Victor one radio check. We waited and, you know, about 30 seconds or so I looked at him and he's like, I don't guess anybody got it. Nobody's doing a radio check. So, do it again. so I did it again. And then like the first, it was like the fourth card. It was like uh Victor four radio check. And then I heard Victor five. Then I had Victor two and it was all mixed match, you know? Hmm. And we drive off after everybody did a road check and we, we drive for about 45 minutes. We pull over, we do it again. And I did, I did Victor one radio check and it was, I mean, immediately Victor two, Victor three, Victor four, Victor five, Victor six, all the way to six. Nice. Communication is key. Absolutely. If you don't have the direction firsthand and you can't communicate, but once you have the direction, you communicate. Right. And I realized for the next several hours that if I communicated with my team, they listened and they took direction. And mm -hmm. guess what? I wasn't barking the orders. Right. I was giving them direction. I, I was just leading the way. Right. Right. In business, what I learned that year was as a business owner, I was always barking the orders. I was always telling everybody what to do, but I wasn't guiding people what to do. I wasn't trying to explain to them what my goals and my future is. So I came back and I changed my entire team and I told everybody my vision. I gave everybody a direction. I let everybody run their own position as if they were their own company. Yeah. And that turned me around. Now I say all that because I believe in philanthropy. There's, there's a guide that comes into play. Um, mm -hmm. maybe you have found that it's socialism. It's what you like to go out and do. It's like, you like to be out there in front of a lot of people. Maybe it's, uh, it's just, uh, giving your heart, giving direction from what you and your family want to give. But right. I think well, you and I have some alignment to that because you like to give and mentor in, in philanthropy. What is it about giving that drives you? Well, you know, it's, it's any number of things, Mark, you know, the one, one thing that, you know, no matter what faith a person is, probably one of the five scriptures that everyone can quote uh, is it's more blessed to give than to receive. And uh, even when I was young, that concept resonated with me, not just because it felt good, because sometimes giving can be selfish. Um, sometimes it's not altruistic. Sometimes it's about, look at me, look at me, you know, look at the big check I just stroked or look at the words I it on and that sort of thing. But it, it's not that at all. First of all, to be in a position to give, to be in a position to help means that you have something, you have something extra more than just, you know, your sustenance, more than just, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, just the things that you need to get by, but you have an abundance. And, and so for me personally, it's, it, it's tied to that purpose because what I've been given and what I've been trusted with, what I know is of no value if it's just here. And it's of no value if it's just here. The only way that I can live with purpose, or as I used to say all the time on the show, live life on purpose, yep, yep, yep. is if I am giving. And that's fulfilling my need. 
and my desire, and it's helping other people actualize and realize their purposes and their potential. And so I think it's a, I think it's a function of humanity that we must respond to. Um, and it sets a lot of things in motion. You know, right. when I get first, it sets in motion the law of reciprocity because, you know, I've been in a position in a lot, a big part of my life to be able to give and give and give and give. And then I came to the points where I needed things. I needed support. I needed help. You know, I needed assistance. And by putting those things out there, then that also provides an opportunity for me to be able to receive because it's cyclical. It's not just one way because that's not productive and it's not healthy. Right. I agree with that. And that yeah. is that, that is the thing, right? So if you think about all the despair and negativity in your life, you're that's all you're going to be is negative in your life. That's right. If you change to be positive, you'll you'll force yourself to be positive because it's the right thing to do and you'll yeah. feel much better to to do it, right? So yeah. giving giving is easy. It's, it's getting to the giving that's the hard part because people yeah. procrastinate. They put off things. They they let things weigh them down so much. Right. And, and uh, there's no better way to describe or explain to somebody how you really should live your life. You live it the best way you can live. Everybody's got a different path and a different philosophy that they run with. Right. But if you only have one life to live and you only got this one chance, why live it mean? Why live yeah. it evil? Why live it so much hatred? I don't believe it doesn't matter if you don't believe in God. It doesn't matter if you're an atheist, you believe in something. Yeah. You are breathing. You do have a human life. That's not a fake. That's not a right. joke. You really are breathing and walking and talking. And you have the option to, to make it better for everybody else, to leave a legacy, to leave something that makes an impact. And I believe through philanthropy, we can do that because we can change people's lives, change people's future. And that's kind of the reason why I do this talk show, why I've done talk shows in the past was to be able to change lives. I know you're a talk show host and that's what you do now. What is it that drives you on this show? Because I know that each week you come on and you do a show and you spend 20 to 45 minutes and you, you drive a living life on purpose, but you have a, you have a, uh, you have something that you want to guide them with. You have a message that needs to be spoken to. What, helps you do that. What do you, what do you think you're helping people do with that? Well, I, I know what I, what I think that I'm helping people do. And, uh, and, and I hope that it comes across that way to other people. But if you'll remember back, uh, you know, with the, the previous organization, when we first met, um, I just used to do a small segment called Urshel's words of wisdom. Yep. And, uh, and, you know, and that's where I, you know, my goal was to, to spit sunshine and rainbows and, and say some things that would not only help people because wisdom doesn't always just make you feel good, um, but it does make you better if you hear it and apply it. And so the, the quickest and the best answer to that question with the things that I do on radio and, and, and different podcasts, my real goal at the end of the day, if I were to sum it up, is I don't want to tell people what to think. I want to challenge people to think. And I want to challenge them to think deeper, to think better, to think stronger about the things that are going on and, and really even challenge their own thought. Because if we think better, we'll talk better and we'll act better. And by better, I don't mean a comparison of this person better than that person. I mean, better than we were yesterday. 
better than we were last year. And then a year from now, we'll be better because our thoughts are driving everything. You know, our thoughts, um, it, it, it changes how we interact with other people. It, it impacts how we interact in our homes and with our children and our relationships. It's those thoughts that we have. And if we're constantly evolving and changing and thinking in a deeper and a more powerful way, then we'll see the evolution of change that we need to be the people that we were created to be. Awesome, man. You just, you just rocking it, dude. <laughs> and if you haven't tried, <laughs> I did. I told you, I did. I did, folks. I did tell him in Messenger. I said, be sure to bring your A game. I think he was scared of what I might ask and what I might talk to him about, but because I've never interviewed you before, right? We've yeah. had conversations on air and we've been on a couple of shows as co host or you've hosted me or whatnot, but we really haven't had a sit down discussion on life in general. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of things that line up. So, I'm going to, I'm going to change this up a little bit. Okay. okay. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask a question and I just need one word answer. Okay. Can you do that? Because you know I've got that game to the table. I was saying the last part again. I'm sorry. Can you bring that a game to the table? I tell you what, man, that's, that's challenging for me. Cause you know, I have that disease, uh, MPL, uh, male okay. pattern lecturing, which is the right. uh, ability to turn a two minute conversation into a, 40 minute dissertation. So this is going to be a lot of work for me, but uh, I'll give it my best shot. Okay. What is the first thing in the morning you grab? Right when you get out of bed, what's the first thing you grab? Bottle of water. All right. Most people yeah. got coffee. That's a good, yeah. Love it. What's your biggest inspiration in life? My son. What's your favorite color? Brown. Cats or dogs? Dogs. <laughs> What's your biggest weakness or fatal flaw of Urschel? Hmm. He's got a long sentence he's trying to think and he's trying to come up with one word. <laughs> no, I got a long list of things. <laughs> uh, let's see. I would say my, much. yeah, my uh, biggest flaw or weakness. Um, follow through. Okay. I like that answer. Yeah. I like that answer. I do. All right. What is the perfect ideal age that you would like to be? If you could pick an age, what that age would be? 40. Wow. We're close. <laughs> I'm 50 going on 27. I, I think 35 is where I want to be. So I'm, I'm going to be 51 in two days. So, uh, but yeah, there, there was something about that age and turning 40 that was uh, leading up to it. And even afterwards, I was excited about. I had the opposite effect because I had friends that threw me a big old land party. If everybody wants to know what that is, it was, we were doing a game party with their computers and it was at my 40th birthday because I'd never done one, never had a birthday party. So friends wow. of mine did it, but I said for a fact, it's not over the hill. I'll do that at 50 and then I hit 50. And I was like, hell no. If you guys throw me a over life party like that, uh, -uh <laughs> you're not coming back to my house. So nobody threw me a big old party. I'm not uh 50 is not over. 30 is not over. 60 going to be over. 70 is not going to be over. I listen, I'm going to be immortal. I'm going to live there for eternity. Probably That's not, it. But I'm going to go at least three digits. All right. Here's your weird one. Is it okay to sleep with socks on? Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love how you think about that for a minute. Yeah, because I don't live in Michigan like you do, but I, I not only did I used to live in Philadelphia, but I've done some extreme cold weather training too. So hey, dude, I, I got an expensive bed in there, and it's got foot warmers on it. So nice. <laughs> I can program nice. my foot warmer to be on at the middle of the night. Uh, <laughs> do you prefer logic or creativity? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ask for permission or ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness. Oh, there you go. Impulsive or methodical? Impulsive. Whoa. TV shows or movies? TV shows. Wow, you're not a movie guy. Favorite no. music artist that inspires you? Stevie Wonder. Love it. See, that wasn't so bad. You brought your A game to the table. <laughs> Some of them I still struggle to, for it to be one word, right? <laughs> It'll fall. I got so many of them. <laughs> Once you ask me for the top 10, that'll be easier. <laughs> it's like I just want one, right? <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, I apologize. I, I Something came into mind when we were doing this whole one word game. I was thinking, you know what? I need to turn this into like a game host where I bring up music goes in the background and graphics change. There you go. So it just inspired me to, uh, to make that better. So thank you for that. Nice. Logic or creativity. So I went with creativity, even though you said yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll remember that. Yeah. Logic <laughs> or creativity. Yes. That was that was probably I, I of all the answers I gave you, I think all of them are, are solid answers that even if I reflect on it would say true. But of all right. the answers, that's probably the truest one. Wow. Yeah. So you're an entrepreneur. You've yes. been doing um, uh, helping people, coaching people, mentoring people for years. And you've been guiding people and giving direction and where they should take their company, um, their philosophy, their thinking, uh, they're managing their sales. And I know that you've created a website for something that you're working on right, right now called You Are Optimized. Yes. And I thought I, I'm going to bring the website up because I'd like for you to tell a little bit about what. What's the concept of, and I see this up there. I've kind of made a hashtag for Epic Optimize because even though it's your optimized, what's your thought process behind this? Well, the thought process behind Epic Optimize is this. I've worked with so many business owners, so many people that have ideas, so many entrepreneurs, and, uh, and the ones I enjoy the most, especially when you're talking in the startup phase, are the ones that, you know, their eyes are this big, you know, they're probably wearing the same clothes that they were wearing two or three days ago. And they're just so excited and so pumped up because they have this idea of world domination. They have this idea that th this business, you know, this product, you know, what we do is going to change lives and we're going to make a lot of money. And so these, that's the epic part of Epic Optimize. And that's, those are the clients that I enjoy working with most, whether it's a, a new company or whether they've been around for a long time, when they have these big and ideas. So they bring the epic. And what we do is we bring the optimization, meaning we can take a look at certain things, and, and, and you know the deal, when you're working in something every day, and when you're doing it 
over and over again and, and you're into the nuts and bolts and you're the one making the sausage or, or telling the people how to make the sausage, there are a lot of things that you don't pay attention to, a lot of things that, that cannot be the priority because you have to keep the main thing the main thing. And so what I come in, and that's why it says it there, you know, I can sit down with a business owner and in 45 minutes, I can typically find a $100,000 in their business without them spending another dime on marketing. Um, I can look at their profit and loss statement and, and, and probably better than 60% of the times find $15,000 just right there that they can put in their pocket, that they don't have to do anything else. Well, they have to make some adjustments, but they don't have to go out and spend more money. So right. I look for business owners who bring the epic ideas and then we bring the optimization. And the reason why that word optimization has always been a part of Almost every business that I've ever started in one way or the other is because I love optimization and the concept, whether we're talking finance process or whatever, I love it because we can optimize where you are today. And then six months later, we don't, we don't uh, accept the fact that there's anything called the status quo. So right. that, that, that state where you just stay where you are, you know, that we don't want, we don't want to see anybody there. Cause guess what? You don't know when 2008 is going to happen. You don't know when 2020 is going to happen, you know, coronavirus or any of those things. So you constantly have to be working on a trajectory. And that's what optimization is about is cutting the fat, doing the things that you need to do, finding those little things um, that can make a tremendous difference, especially when you compound those things and you have that compounding effect of making a 5% change here, a 5% change here. And the next thing you know, we've impacted the bottom line by 30% and you've made very small incremental changes. So I'm going to give you a little bit of credit here because it's a true story and a little kudos. Now you launched your website not too long ago. Yes. And I don't know if I was the first one or if I was in the first 10 or first hundred, but somewhere in there, I signed up for your newsletter. Yes. And the first thing I got was this booklet and this, this, um, this, uh, book that you sent out in a PDF that came to my email and I read it and I read the story and I, I read the info and, there, I know everybody's going to read it and get a different takeaway, right? Right. But I'm going to tell you, even though I haven't come to you and even though I haven't used your service or anything like that, I will tell you the three things that I took away from that. And I've already made those changes and I've already implemented it to my business and to my normal life, just in general, for the most part. Number one wow. is you were, you were saying about cutting the fat and you, you had described how I could save you 15,000. Well, if I'm not making 15,000, there's, there's, I don't think you can save me 15,000. So, right. but I looked at the overall picture and said, okay, what am I out every month? What, what are my costs? What's my export? What's my import? Right. Mm -hmm. and I started to look in and I thought, you know, I think he might be onto something. So what I ended up doing was I wrote down what my costs were and I, and I, and I, looked at it. A second part of it was I, I did a second category and I said, what do I need and what I don't need? And then I did my why, why do I have it? Why not? Right. Right. What I ended up doing was my accounting package. I was paying $50 a month plus whatever fees were going through credit cards and things that are processing through my services that my business makes. And I found another software out there that is free for yeah. businesses and nonprofits. 
and it's just as good as the top maker, top brand. So I signed up for it, looked into it, found out the integrate. I did a two, maybe three day integration to really look into this, be going, eh, I've been with this other company for 15 years. Nice. Now, I want to know, you know, and so I, and I went and looked and I found this one and I looked into them. And I even talked to the CPA friend of mine and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, well, probably 20%. Maybe my clients might use that. He goes, it, it's just like the bigger dogs. They don't, they right. don't have any different. Um, it exports, imports, does everything the same. In fact, it's probably a little bit more robust because it's built specifically for this, right? Right. It's being um, one for everything. So I changed that. Well, there's my 50 bucks a month I saved myself, right? Yeah. And I looked at my checking account and I was like, okay, well, I am, I am with a pretty good institution, but it's from a different state and I can't just go into a branch anymore. And I was like, well, if I'm not needing those services, why don't I find me an online checking that's for business? Yeah. I did the same thing. Now I have zero fees, zero anything. And when I ended up finding out about the credit card processing side of the, um, of the accounting application, I, I'm making a few bucks more a month because it's not charging me the 30 or 40%. It's charging me 15% and it's only charging me a quarter instead of 80 cents or whatever it was that's per product. Nice. So I was like, wow. Okay. So I'm going to make about 60 or 70 extra bucks a month. So anyways, I put that in place. Number two that I put in place was, was a little bit more of time management. Because I started to realize that I'll get focused on my desk. I'll be sitting here working on something. And I realized, I realized this years ago, but one thing that we all forget to do is give a little bit to ourselves. Yeah. We're all involved. You can sit down for 15 or 20 minutes, but then you need to get up for 10 minutes and walk away. Right. And you'll get, you'll get more logic and creativity towards that goal. Right. Recharge the brain. Thank you. That's exactly yeah. it. And then the third thing I put in place was not to really overthink everything. <laughs> and be a little bit more organized in what I'm working on. I might be working on five different websites, but I can't do them all at the same time. So right. I work on one, I can get a couple of pages and a couple of content done, and then I can go to another one later on, but not back to back. Right. That has changed a little things out of me. One thing it made worse, though, is my sleeping arrangement. Okay. I stay up longer. So the last <laughs> two nights, I've gone to bed an hour earlier. And then last night I went to bed two, two hours earlier so that I can get up early in the morning because I was sleeping. I was going to bed later and later. I have this mentality, Urshel. I don't know if you've had it before, if you still have it, but I feel like if I go to sleep, I'm going to miss something. <laughs> I don't want to miss anything. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it, it's, um, it's one of those things that takes us to a point of diminishing returns uh, because we don't miss anything. And then we also know that biologically the sleep we get before midnight is twice as recuperative as the sleep we get after midnight. So it makes a lot more sense to do what you're doing instead of, because my problem is it's not for me, it's not so much the FOMO. It's just that I don't feel like I got enough accomplished today. And so I need to, you know, knock out a few more things. So I feel like I checked off, my boxes. And, um, and so that's, that's, that's where I get challenged in that same way. But Mark, let me say one thing. And thank you so much, man. I'm going to get this video and I'm, uh, I'm going to need a testimonial. I'm going to send you a link so you can, you can yeah. share that. So uh, there's more social proof. Um, but, uh, and as you see, like on that website, when you go down and look, 
there's nothing on there that I'm selling. Everything on there is, you know, you can download the book for free. You can ask me a question. You can, you know, ask for information. I'll sign you up in my e-learning system. You know, if it's something that someone can't afford, you know, I'm happy to, you know, uh, let them get those e-week, all the types of things that can help you build your business. But one of the things that I like for business owners to know, and one of the things that we help with. So when you went and saved that 50 bucks, you know, every month um, by changing software, you know, which these are the types of things we look at, your your utilities, your your internet, all of these unsexy parts of the business, right? right? But if I save you 50 bucks versus helping you get another client, um, when you get another client, let's say for the radio station, for, for, the, for KVGI Media, every time you bring on another client, that client is going to pay you but then there's also costs for, for you and it associated with servicing that client. Right. If they're going to have a show, you've got to produce their show. You've got to give your time. You've got to use the assets, the technology that you bought. So if they pay you, you know, a dollar, that doesn't mean you get to put a dollar in your profit bank account, right? You've got to, there's your cost of doing this, your cost of goods sold, right? But if I save you $50 a month, on this one little thing and then $10 here and $200 there. And we expose those things. Every dollar we save a business owner in their overhead goes straight to the bottom line. Yeah. That's a hundred percent profit. Right. But again, those are the unsexy parts of business that people don't think oh, yeah. about because oh, yeah. they're just, you know, they, they get inundated with that. And I, I come across business owners and they say, oh, well, I pay the marketing company this. Well, what results are they producing? Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I get a report and, you know, um, and I just keep paying them because I know I need to have marketing and take a look at it. You know, they're not getting the bang for their buck, you know, and, and then and then as soon as you make that phone call to the marketing company, then they want to tell you all the great ideas that they have. Right. And so this is this is where I come in as a coach and consultant and say, let's take a look at these pieces that you cannot and don't want to be consumed with. But let me show you how that impacts your bottom line. And like you say, that one fifty dollars here, ten dollars there, you know, using a different strategy here, it all adds up yes, and then it gets to compound. What's interesting is, well, I did this probably I want to say two years ago because I, I think I've been playing the game of stock market for about two years now. Yeah. Never really liked the stock market. Don't really like to gamble very much. In fact, Vegas, my, baby. My, <laughs> no, no, you don't want me in Vegas, buddy. No, 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 no. Listen, buddy. No, no. I'm the cooler. So you don't want me behind you when you're cha-chinging at the machine. Okay. <laughs> I, I can cha-ching. Okay. I can do myself. You, you can be behind me and I, we're cool. But <laughs> I'm behind you. You're, you're going to, you'll be kicking my butt. Get the hell out of here. Go, get out of here. Go, go, go. You'll be losing. Chi -ching, chi -ching. You won't be, you'll be like, calling, calling. -ching. There goes all my money. No, I, so I, I learned something a while back that um, most, a lot of business owners don't do. And this is, it's saving. You know, you save personally, you spend money because you make the money, you spend the money. Yeah. And I got involved in a really small application uh, in a mobile app to put stocks in there. I put $50 of my business in there. Okay. As of today, I'm almost at $1,000. And that was two years nice. ago. Nice. Nice. Is that right? Do you not want to say the name? <laughs> uh, it's Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Yeah. I'm with it. And I, and I, yeah, I remember you telling you about this, right? So I, <laughs> I, I, put, uh, I, I started off with $25 and then I would make a couple bucks, 300 bucks here. And then I would lose a few depending on the stocks. Right. And I had yeah. some bad stocks, 
uh, that I purchased into and I bought more of those stock. But I learned, I followed, uh, and I can't remember the gentleman's name, but I followed a gentleman uh, on one of the blogs uh, that I learned this from. And he was talking about, you know, find find the ones that have the the little bit of growth and goes up, but you want to start like less than a hundred bucks. You want to start at like ones that are like at a dollar or $5. You don't want to yeah. be less than a dollar, but you can be if you know their growth potential. Right. So one that I did, which was, uh, I think it was Aurora cannabis. They were just below a dollar. I think they'd, I think they'd been at a dollar or $2, something in there. And then they kind of lost some contracts, but I read a report that they were going to get a really good large contract coming up. like a, like a, a like a $10 million project. Nice. And, but it hadn't been signed yet. So I went in and bought a, a lot of stock. I mean, I bought whatever I could buy yeah. and I, I did good. It sold. Um, and then I knew that it was going to go back down. So I, I kept seeing it lose and going down, down, down further. And so I bought it for like 16 cents to 22 cents, something like that on the average. And then we took 45. Nice. So I sold it at a dollar ten, and then now it's sitting. It was it. It went down like seventy something cents, and now it's at two and a half dollars. So one way or the other, I won, right? And I've bunch right. of others there, but those little stocks have grown up to be there. But I also learned another big pivot point for me was, you know what? If I'm giving so much percentage of my income and my personal income to my family to philanthropy, which I donate to a couple of different charities then I should do the same thing for my business. So <laughs> I, I put, and it's not much, I'm, I'm barely putting 5%, if even 10% of what I make for the month, I put it in a savings account, but I right. have it set up as an auto draft transfer because the, the bank that I'm with online, it lets me do that. Some banks don't let you do that. So right. I don't think about it, but it also has uh, what's it called? Roundup. Right. So, if I spend five dollars and thirty-five cents, it's going to round up the the seventy sixty-five cents. It's going to put that into my savings account. Right. So I started off with uh, I think twenty bucks is what I put in there, and I'm now at like a hundred and something dollars, and it's only been there three months. Nice. But that's because every time I spend money, it's putting a few dollars in there. Right. Those are the small things that I know that you can teach people and do, and and that's really we'll stop there today for your banking needs and your, your <laughs> financing and accounting needs for your business. You know, this is all about living life. But if, if you're not living the life a, a positive way, yeah, you're not living it well. And if you're just in despair because your financials are in ruin, because you're in problems in business and your business not going where it needs to go, guess what? You can change that. Yeah. And, and, and the best way that I can say that you can change that is, is, is really, it's all about changing your mind. Yeah. Circumstances by default, by, by, by definition, circumstances are going to change. Um, they cannot and they will not stay the same. But you can change your mind, uh, change your mindset, um, especially focusing on having a growth mindset. And, you know, you were saying something earlier about, you know, not necessarily, you know, judging things or seeing things as a, a, a wrong turn or a bad decision. And Wallace Waddles, you know, in some of his books, one of the things he talks about is, you know, we have to get out of this place of trying to judge things as right or wrong, good or bad, and recognize that every one of us and everything is in a state of development, and it's perfect 
in that state of development. You know, I have a son who's six. I have a puppy who's, you know, uh, five and a half months. And neither one of them are what they will be five <laughs> years from now or 10 years from now. And so there's a lot of things that my six-year-old son does not do the way that he will do when he's 25, but he is perfect in his stage of development at where he is. The five-and-a-half-month-old puppy who's a Great Dane English Mastiff mix who has jumped up on top of the dining room table, <laughs> that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing at all. But you know what? He's a puppy. Yeah. He's developing the way that a puppy should develop. And as long as I recognize that he's developing, we have a responsibility to each other to recognize. He has to recognize that this is my house and that's my food. I have to teach him that. Right. But as he's developing, those stages of development are necessary and perfect. So we don't have to look at things as that's wrong and judge that and be angry. I mean, right. that's how I started my day today. I started <laughs> my day with a headache and my blood pressure was through the roof and, you know, and all of these things. And I was so upset. And I knew I was doing your show this this week. But for whatever reason, I didn't remember it was today. And <laughs> you sent me a reminder text message. And part of me wanted to say, man, I feel like crap. My blood pressure's through the roof. I'm not doing um, a, a talk show and trying to pump people up. But it took me about 10 seconds to say, I have to change my mind because this is exactly what I need to do. Because you know what? Now I don't have a headache. I did when I got your text, you know, <laughs> and the reason why is because I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and not letting the circumstances of my morning determine the attitude, altitude and velocity of today's success. So you heard it right here, folks. Mark Warner is your new drug. <laughs> I get rid of headaches. That's I it. I feel so much better. I'm going to have a whole bunch of guys calling you at 11 o'clock at night. No, yeah. I'm saying, here's my wife on the phone. <laughs> yeah. I've got a, pub, a couple of buddy checks. I, I get those calls every once in a while. And it's interesting because I get, I'll see the name come through on my phone and it, I have to go like, okay, honey, I'll see you later. I got to go in my office. I got to shut the door. I got to sit down. And then my friend, I'm like, I'm waiting for the negativity to hit. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, Hey dude, what's going on? I don't know. Hey, you, what? man, I wish you were here. And it's like the total opposite. And I'm like, yeah. You okay? He goes, no, are you okay? And then <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm done. What can I help you with? <laughs> you know, nice. so you get those good calls. Well, listen, Urshel, I appreciate you spending the hour. I didn't, we went on a little bit longer today, but you're such cool work with and talk to. So I really appreciate the opportunity for you to come on and be my guest today. Tell a little bit about Urshel. I'll remember next time logic or creativity. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, this is going to be the end of the show, guys. So, Urshel, thank you so much. Guys, you need to go to youroptimized.com. Go there. Sign up for his book. I'm telling you, that little book, it, it's, it's several pages, but I'm telling you, it will guide you. It will help you. I can tell you that for, for right off. I will do you a testimonial because awesome. I did get something out of it, and that is a true story. And you can hold that. It's on video, so that means it's on the Internet. It means means it happened. It's true. It's got to be true. Exactly. It's got to be true. Right. It's a fact. I mean, the fact checkers are right here. And it's, they said yes. Um, so today's show is, uh, is over, guys. This was episode six of Live Life Podcast. And so I really appreciate your time and spending the time here. I've seen several people comment. So Brian, Stewart, uh, who was the other guy? Came on there, Zane, uh, Don Gaster. Thanks, so guys, for being a part of this show and commenting out there. I really appreciate it. 
Today's show is brought to you by one of my very good friends to end off the show today from CD Beard Co. So make sure you go there. Where's it at? There it is. Let's put it back up to the show. Nope, wrong one. Yeah, it is. That's CD Beard Co. Get all your beard product out there. And um, appreciate that. Clay Pascal is the owner and founder of CD Beard Company. I've known him for years and a good guy. So if you have a beard, you want to take care of it, you should get the products out there. Some of the best product, all organic. So there you go. Nice. Episode six is over. Urschel, thanks once again for being a part of the show. I really appreciate it. You have no idea, my friend. Thanks for having me, man. Anytime. All right, guys. Well, don't go anywhere, folks, because I got an ending to show to you. This is the end. So Live Life Podcast number six is in the books. See you next week, episode number seven. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>